0: There we go. Now we're ready to go. I'm recording now. Um, so welcome to the very first quarter co-event. Like I, I cannot tell y'all how super it, duper excited I am for this. Um, it's been a long time in the making and I have got just the most fantastic support. And y'all would not believe how much the court reporters believe in y'all and want to help y'all. They Every single email that I send out is not a yes, but a heck yes, I'll be there. So uh, y'all are really blessed, and I am too, with an amazing community that is really, really on board with supporting y'all. So um, with that, I wanna introduce our speakers. Hey, there's Kim. <laughs> um, so we've got we've got Kimberly Morales down here, and I'm gonna go ahead and start a uh, spotlight here. And, um, And then that way, y'all, and huh, now I've hid self-view, and I'm wondering how I can spotlight there. Now y'all will be able to see all all three of the speakers all at once. So um, we've got Kimberly Morales from Hill and Romero. She's the office manager there. We've got Miss Amy Burt. She is the president of Kennedy Reporting. Uh, I'm Brandon from Permian Court Reporters. Hopefully y'all have at least heard of me or I've bothered you with an email or two. I know that. Um, But please uh, email me, call me anytime. I love talking to y'all. And then this here is Mel. She's the brains behind Permian (laughs) Court Reporters And, uh, and she's our office manager. And so basically anytime an attorney actually wants something done, they call Mel. And anytime an attorney is being a little jerk, they call me. And so that's my job. Um, but, uh, I like talking to y'all a whole lot more, so please help me balance that ratio of calls and call me so that I can have a break from, uh, my calls with clients. Luckily we don't have that many. Um, but in the chat, uh, before we get started, the very first chat up there at the very top is if you are not a member of Quarterco, it's completely free. Just click that link, put in your information, and then you'll get the invites to all these things and uh some fun emails from me as well we send out a monthly newsletter we've got lots of good ones coming up uh, a paralegal um wrote one we've got a student who has written about her journey and uh how and her story of getting uh of getting over a, a plateau in speed building and uh and then we've got i don't know we've got a whole lot coming up that are really great and and i've got mel also likes to read them so i i send them <laughs> to her <laughs> um But anyway, with that, Amy, did you want to go ahead and kick us off? Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay, good evening. So my name is Amy Burt, and I have worked with and for court reporters for 28 years. I started out um, with Aloma Kennedy, who owned Kennedy Reporting for 35 years, and I um, still have lunch with a She's retired and living the life out in Marble Falls. And she loved reporting so much. Um, I would leave the office and there would be a loma working away. And sometimes I would come early in the morning and there would be a loma working away. She had an incredible ability to work hard, be focused, and then find the balance. We used to call her Scarlett O'Hara because she said, Oh, we'll worry about that tomorrow. And she Um, kept forging ahead. Um, I saw our firm do 12 dailies at one point where we were meeting back in the old days where we were meeting people at the curb out front at 3 a.m. and crazy stuff like that. So have some crazy stories, but things have kind of balanced out a little bit. Um, We're a boutique firm in the Austin, Texas area. We are doing pretty much hybrid now where there are some clients that are really wanting to go back in person. So we have um, some things in person. We do primarily uh, administrative law, which um, if your lights are turning on, your water's running, uh, garbage isn't piling up, and you're concerned about the environment, we probably have covered some of those hearings when it comes to environmental permits, um, the Public Utility Commission. We cover an open meeting that is live with the chairman and of uh, the Public Utility Commission and four commissioners talking away. And I think um, Lori booked her computer going at about 300 words per minute, suddenly. <laughs> totally. The chairman was walked, he recused himself from one of the meetings, um, from one of the, the dockets and walked behind Lori and looked down and then he walked over to the to the other commissioners and he said, she's really writing everything we say. So it's pretty impressive. Um, I work with an amazing team. The last 15 years of Aloma Kennedy's ownership with Kennedy, I worked for her. And then I worked for Lori Chenor for 11 years. And a year and a half uh, ago, Lori said, please take over and let me work for you and do my own thing. And so I took over ownership um, after 28 years. And I love it. Um, I love supporting reporters. I find the work interesting. Um, We have mentored quite a few. I was good friends with Jay uh, Thompson when I first came into court reporting and uh, worked with Jay, some with her presence in the TCRA and and loved her. And so for you students, there's the Jay Thompson Scholarship Fund. And um, Jay Thompson was near and dear to my heart. So she I don't know many people that loved court reporting and worked harder at the Hill, at the Capitol than Jay Thompson did. So it was a pleasure and a privilege working um, for her and with her. Um, and talking to Lori Shinor, my consulting lead reporter um, and who's been a TCRA president, she's mentored many reporters over the years. I, I love to hear her input. So I'm gonna share a little bit of that with you. We've been in the process right now of um, mentoring a new reporter that just uh, got her certification not long ago. And um, we have tried to find that balance where she is gung ho, she was a paralegal, she has all this experience. You can have great experience, and that's important to have some work experience encourage you to do volunteer work for the TCRA to maybe go work um, at a court reporting firm or a little bit, or at least shadow that, kind of see what goes on behind the scenes. But also, w- even once you get your certification, do some shadowing. When you're not working, see if a, if you can shadow something either by a hearing or a depot, by Zoom, or in person. Um, we started out mentoring this. She was a student and then got her certification and we would let her, she would write um, with our reporters. And then later I would share with her the finalized transcript that the reporter completed so she could compare her work um, along with that and kind of see what the finished product. And that has worked really well. She says that's been very helpful to her. Um, So that's something we encourage But also, you're going to want to get out and just start saying yes to everything. And I encourage you to kind of pull back a little bit and pace yourself. And any good court reporting firm worth their salt is going to be understanding of that. They're not going to want you to overwork, get burned out. They're going to want you to have time to scope and proof and really work on your product and ask um, for help. There's lots of good reporters and, and of course, firms out there that that, as you work with, they should care about you and want to work with you and give you examples. Um, my reporters say I spoil them, and I take that as a huge compliment because I love to fix tidy, neat work packets for them. I. My clients know I'm going to bug them for the information. I'm going to get all their exhibits all set up. I'm even going to get their step depot page signed if I can in advance. I'm going to find out all the particulars. I'm going to try to really have them commit to me as to when the due date is. I don't like any zingers thrown at my reporters where uh, an attorney will turn and ask for something expedited. I don't. I don't want my reporters to have those kind of surprises. I really like my reporters to. Be able to balance their work in their life. And so it's important. And I explain to my clients that the reporters really need to know that delivery schedule so they can find the balance in their work. Um, just encourage you to not let it get burdensome, breathe, take a break every once in a while, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy your family, um, but be willing to work hard. Um, for us, our reporters can make or break us. They, Our clients depend on a certain standard of work from us. And so our reporters have to care. They have to meet deadlines. Um, judges are expecting certain timelines and briefing schedules from them. So our reporters have to realize the importance of when we give them a due date of meeting that due date. And so um, that will get you moved up the totem pole if you can be trusted it's a huge trust relationship that we build with you where we want to help and support you and we know you want you want to get out there and start working and in your profession and you're so needed and we so appreciate you at the same time you have to realize that um for someone like me i've invested 28 years of my life i've sacrificed and worked Hard for my reporters and for my family, and so sending you out on a, you know, on a job with our name means something, and um, our our attorneys are expecting a certain uh, level there. So all my reporters that I work with realize that that there it's a team effort, and um, that we all depend on each other for our livelihood and the quality of work that we do. Brandon, I don't know what else you want me to.
0: No, that was that was wonderful. And uh, we really do appreciate you. And we're and don't worry, we're not all done talking. We'll come back at the end. And, and I'm sure we'll have a few ideas to bounce off each other once we've all had a chance yeah. to talk. But for now, Kimberly, did you want to go ahead and
2: launch into it? Sure thing. Hello, everyone. Uh, My name is Kimberly Morales, and I am uh, the office manager for, for Hill and Romero Certified Court Reporters. The two partners of the firm are Terry Hill and Cindy Romero, and they have had this business together for about 22 years now. Um, and I've been a part of it for about nine years and it's just a really exciting time to be in this profession because it's only growing more. And as long as we can get our new, you know, our students certified and out there, we'll be able to handle the workload load and accommodate all of our clients that we have. Um, and we're just excited to be a part of this to try and help you guys kind of narrow that learning curve down because it's just such a big learning curve once you first get started that um, we have started working more and more with students to try and narrow that learning curve down a little bit so you can observe and shadow as much before going into it. Um, Of course, I think everyone in here is newly certified, correct, Brandon? Is that right?
0: Still students, probably.
2: Oh, we still have student. okay. Gotcha. Oh yeah. So um oh, even better. So you wanna what I would encourage all to do is to make contacts with people like us on here and you know there's no need to reinvent the wheel, we have figured out the best way to work with students to get them ready to hit the ground running once they're certified to put you in the best position possible. So I would just encourage all of you to make those connections go to convention, um, meet as many people as you can and, you know, make informed decisions for yourself. Some, I kind of. I don't want to be a negative, Nancy, but I do discourage people from being on the message boards online too much because I think you can kind of get some misinformation or it tends to be a little bit negative. We try and stay positive and focused on there's so much opportunity for everyone. There's something different for each person, what you want to do in this field. And I just think that's, what's so exciting. You know, you, you have some, if you want to just take a job or two a week, really small baby car wrecks and freelance, you know, there's that. If you want to take huge arbitrations with dailies, you know, there's that. So there's something for everyone and uh, our, our clients all want something different. We, as long as we communicate with each other to put the right person on the right job so that, our reporters aren't too overwhelmed. Our staff can handle it and pick up, you know, help y'all get whatever you need. And our clients are happy whether they get a brand new baby. We call them baby reporters. If they're like one to three years old, <laughs> As long, whether they get a baby reporter or a veteran experienced court reporter there, our clients are getting the same quality work product. And so we really have fine-tuned the way to make sure that that happened is happens is to like I said, get y'all started while you're students to observe as much as possible. So you're prepared and aware for different scenarios that you might find yourself in. And to uh, just be prepared for the type of timeline they're going to expect and to feel see what your scoping ability is like what how many pages you can get out in a week, you know if you shadow uh, a depot and you write alongside the court reporter and then produce that transcript for us to review and give you feedback on that. it's just going to be so beneficial because I, you know, I get reporters that are like, I'm, I just got certified. I got my certification and I read online that I can make six figures and I'm super excited and just work me, work me, work me. And I've, you know, I don't want to lose you and have you burnt out that first year. There's no way that's going to happen. And so, you know, as much as we want to recruit as many court reporters as we can, we really pride ourselves on being transparent and uh, honest about what your potential is and what is realistic for a brand new court reporter to do their first year. Um, And, to make sure that you're doing it uh with the same like i said providing the clients the same quality that they would get whether a new reporters on it or an experienced court reporter um i have a oh, one more thing i wanted to say because our the owners the partners of the firms are court reporters themselves i think that helps so much because there are so many things i don't know sometimes but we can i can quickly find an answer by calling one of them and saying you know what do we do in this situation or how do we make sure sh- so, you know, every once in a while we put the wrong person on a particular type of job and we learn from that. We make sure, you know what, I don't ever want to do that again. And Terry and Cindy will say, you know, to me, it doesn't seem like it was that big of a deal, but she'll say, girl, you have no idea what situation you put that court reporter in. she can't, she can't, there's no way she could handle that. And so I think having court reporters that own the firm themselves, they're never going to ask our court reporters to be in a situation that they wouldn't do themselves at that at that time. And so I think that's what I love about my job is that we all take care of each other, and um, they know that I am. I'm not going to ask them to do anything I wouldn't do myself, and the same vice versa. I think I did find. I don't know if this is helpful. I, stop me if I'm over talking too, because I tend to do that. But I have. Um, A while back, we made uh, what an experienced court reporter made these little uh, cards to put in the bags that we were passing out at TCRA. And so I had one of our um, staff write it up for me. And I just wanted to share that, that I thought that was so helpful. I'm going to share my screen. Okay. Can everybody see that? Yeah. So some things to do before your depot starts. Um, th- this information is really helpful because some really important, I think the most important thing for you to have a good relationship with the firm that you're working for is to have excellent communication. Just there's no amount of information that is too much information. We want to know as much about you and the type of work that you can't, that you can do within the timeframe that we need the transcript back by. And so if that's, um, you know, just one depot week, then we understand that. And we don't want to push you to do any more than that. And uh, something that would help you be prepared is to make sure that you get your assignment the night before, double check your location, everything that's on the notice, um, and then double check the address for the location of the attorney's office that it's going to be at. This is if it's in person and if it's via Zoom, make sure the link works, make sure you sign on with adequate amount of time to troubleshoot your uh, internet connection You wanna set up and make sure your equipment is there and ready to go, believe it or not, more than one time I've had a court reporter forget her machine or equipment to to get to the job and we've had to scramble and make sure uh, that she got what she needed. Um, But it's it's gonna happen at some, from time to time. And so just, you can never be too careful to make sure you have your checklist um, before you head out the door. Testing your audio and verifying it's recording for your backup audio, make sure you have enough exhibit stickers before you get to the job, Um, verifying name and spelling of the witness once you get to the job If their notice, if the notice is the same as um, what their name is in person. Double checking the attorneys' firms, you can just say, uh, Mr. Attorney or Mrs. Attorney, I see that this is the email on the notice. Is all that correct? So you can do that before the depot gets up and going. Uh, recognizing whether it's a state or a federal case and knowing the difference because we are required to, to have a federal read-on, a read-on whenever it's a federal case. Um, making sure your timekeeping is there, the deadlines for turnaround, just confirming that they want a standard turnaround, Um, get an order on a form or on the record. You'll have your stip sheets that you need signed. um, If they, if they didn't sign them ahead of time, if they want to purchase a copy and then confirming those stipulations that they made during the depot, making sure your phone is off and silent and a big one is I notice a lot of our new reporters don't know that it's your responsible to keep, responsibility to keep the time that each attorney is on the record. So um, that's a big one. There's different uh, websites you can have, different apps that you can download on your phone. You can just jot down uh, start and finish time, and then just punch those in. If they ask you, "Hey, how much time do I have left?" then you can let them know. Um, just say, "Give me a few minutes. Let me just add this up really quickly." And I think the soft, the different softwares can can do that as well for you. Being familiar with the different oaths is helpful if if you're going to have an interpreted depot, you'd have to swear in the interpreter first both of these are here do you solemnly swear or affirm to interpret these proceedings truly and fairly and impartially to the best of your ability so help you god and then there's a little note down here some religions will not swear in those cases you can use the word affirm um and another one another big um question that I that I've had new reporters not know what to do whenever um, a minor is going on the rec- is the witness. Um, so I think it's best what, what our veteran reporters say to do is to kind of defer to the attorney because you don't want to seem like you're coaching them at all. And it's hard to do when you see a little bitty person as the witness. So it you know that you can say, uh, attorney, would you like to explain um, the oath that we're about to have them take? And Um, A lot of times they'll say, oh, yes, you know, you're going to swear on the record that you're going to tell the truth. Do you know the difference between a truth and a lie? Yes. Okay. that's all we're going to ask you if you if you promise to tell the truth and not tell a lie. And so then you'll just kind of change your words to make sure they understand. Do you promise to tell the truth? And they'll say yes. Um, Let's see. What's in your bag? You want to have your notice with you printed out. And some of the things that you need when you're a new reporter, it's helpful to have if you have a printer in your home and a scanner, just to be able to print those things, those forms that you need out. I mean, at our office, if somebody doesn't have a printer, they're always welcome to stop by um, if our, to our local offices and we can print things out with them. But it is much more convenient for you if you have a printer slash scanner to upload your forms and just to upload them to the website having your job worksheet, order forms, your rider with the power cord and a battery pack, a tripod, real-time cable, a digital recorder for external um, recordings, and then an extra power strip with as long as an extension cord as you can. You have no idea how many times I've had a reporter in a situation where there's this really long conference table and they, for some reason, want the court reporter at the most inconvenient spot. And she has to have this really long... uh, extension cords so for sure getting like a 10 foot extension cord is helpful extra batteries extra microphones on the table sd cards just pens pencil sharpies um, are helpful sometimes they need a sharpie to mark on the exhibit Paper clips to keep your exhibits in order. You guys are in charge of the exhibits in person and um, via Zoom, you know, for your exhibit sheet on your sort pages, you'll need to keep track of the exhibits that they're sharing and ask for clarification. It's a little tricky on Zoom sometimes. So they may show 15 pictures, but they only said that they wanted to mark two. So you can clarify that. As the firm, we do try and get as much of that information ahead of time for them. But you know, it never fails that they switch it up a little bit. And so having that information, jotting it down as it's happening. I know it's hard because you're writing also. So when you go on a break, just asking for clarification is helpful and getting as much of that information to the firm so we can track those down and get those, get a hold of those for you is helpful. Um, a bunch of this stuff is pretty, uh, pretty common. A router or power cord or hotspot for real time. If you're doing that, if you're real-time certified, Tablets to provide for attorneys, if you become real-time certified, that's just so they can see your work in real-time once, if you guys get to that point where you become real-time certified, your cert cards, um, always carry that with you, your business cards, and you'll, you want to become as familiar as possible with the soft, with your software that you're using. That's a big one that while you're students, I would encourage you just to look up videos in your free time and just, that will be such a huge um it will help you with the learning curve so much the more comfortable you are with your software and your if you have a firm owner that you're work or a firm that you're working with they can give you advice on that and how to if you ever have a question because there's so much, so many things that software can do to help um that we just you have to utilize it and definitely bring snaps and a water in your bag. So these attorneys like to power through lunch sometimes, and there's nothing that we can do, you know, we're at their mercy. So cough drops are good. Kleenex, that sort of thing. And then of course, medication for headaches, headphones. Can you, so you can scope or work on, always bring something to do while you're waiting. Sometimes there's a lot of downtime in between cell phone charger, small magnifying glass for small print. If you need to look at it, um, notary stamp isn't necessary, but sometimes they ask you to notarize things. We usually just have our office staff do it. Copy of the rules. You can always, I I say to have your uniform format manual on your phone, like having access to those things uh, on your, just being as familiar as possible with those is just going to put you in such a better position, just knowing um, what you can and can't do. Well, that was, let's see. I think I stopped sharing that correctly. <laughs> You'd think I'd be a pro at the sharing stuff by now, but I still doubt myself. Um I think that's pretty much it. I just wanted I had a few other things of that come up from time to time with new reporters that I don't think um. You know, we don't even know what you don't know until it happens. And we're like, oh, that didn't even occur to me that <laughs> we need to go over that. Some of those things that have happened recently with my new reporters was that uh, sh- the reporter was bilingual and she uh, was hearing the Spanish interpretation, and he was doing it uh, in her mind, he was not interpreting it correctly. So she interjected and said so on the record, and that is a big no-no. So our job, your job as the reporter, is to write everything down that the witness is saying through the interpreter. It's up to the uh, interpreter or uh, for the attorneys to object if they have a problem with it. So remember, we're an unbiased party. We don't want to get in the middle of attorneys disagreeing about the interpretation. So you're just kind of a fly in the wall on the wall as far as that goes. Um, I think that's about it. That was an interesting one that came up. And I'll definitely get a copy of that uh, for you. I think we still have some of the card. They're actually little index cards that you can keep on hand with you.
0: Awesome. Yeah, that I I saw a lot of comments coming in that they all wanted that that, uh, (laughs) document. And so how would be the best way to get that? Should they just email you or, yeah, or,
2: definitely. They can email right. me. I'll put my email in the chat. and. Well, just...
0: and and for the people who are uh, watching this later on YouTube, could you also say it so that they could
2: sure. they'd be able to know it? It's, it's bookkeeping at hill and spelled out A-N-D Romero So B-O-O-K-K-E-E-P-I-N-G at H-I-L-L-A-N-D-R-O-M-E-R-O dot com.
0: Awesome, well, and I know that you're going to get a, a swamped email. So
2: <laughs> no problem. I'm <laughs> just, happy to. Just prepare. Um,
0: um,
1: I need
2: to find who actually put that list together and give her credit for it, also because that was a <laughs> big help. But I thought, you know what, we give those out to all of our new reporters. Those are so handy. I yeah. thought it would be great to share.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we we really do appreciate that. Um, so I just jotted down. I have I have something that I heard from each of you that. Uh, that I just wanted to get a quick definition on before we started talking. Um, So you said step sheets, uh, Kim, just for anyone who may not know what that is, could you just elaborate a tad on what that is?
2: So it's tricky, right? I'll start where I think is the beginning, um, because a lot of our new reporters don't even understand what a lot of the terms that we use are like an O and one. So Anytime an attorney calls to schedule a a deposition, they're the noticing or scheduling attorney. They're taking the deposition. They're the ones asking the questions. So we call them the o one attorney because they're paying for for the services. So, um, and think of this in terms of all hard copies here. So uh, when the transcript is due and you turn it in and we print it out, we're going to print two copies. One is the original that we're required to send to the witness for review, and then they can make changes on the errata page. That's called the original or the O. And then at the same time, the attorney that the scheduling attorney um, is he wants to receive his copy at the same time he wants access to it, but the, the physical original is with the witness. So we provide a complimentary extra copy to him. So he sees it at the, him or her. So they see it at the same time. So that's called the O and one, the scheduling attorney is provided that O and one. If there's an additional copy sold, then that's an O and two, because then now we have an additional copy. We have the original, the Complementary copy to the scheduling attorney. And now we have an extra copy, the third, the third printed out copy. And whenever that happens, we bill for that, we charge for that. And so we need an order form or a stipulate, a stip sheet. So um, each firm handles that differently. They'll have different firm, uh, different firm forms that you'll want to become familiar with the firm you're working for. We ask, we require a signature, now that now that we're doing a, re, a lot via Zoom, we require you to get that on the record, and then we follow up with an email for you in our office, um, if need be, if there's any confusion over it. So we need some sort of proof of purchase. That's what the stip sheet is for.
0: Yes, and I don't know about y'all, but Zoom changed the earth. I mm-hmm. mean, it was yeah. order forms, and that was it. Now it's, yeah. well, if it's on Zoom, you just have to get them to say it on the record, or if you don't do that, then you got to yeah. email them the form and oh gosh, you want to talk right. a complicated mess. It's hard enough to get your exhibits emailed to you, much less like, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> I want to pay. I, I would love to sign this. Oh. Yeah,
2: I can't figure it out why some attorneys knowing full well, they are not going to pay for a copy of that transcript will boldface. that they want to purchase the copy and so we have unfortunately you know we have to have something for to hold them accountable and to because it's it's a big responsibility for the firm to take on paying the court reporter for that copy sale and then not being able to be compensated from the attorney if they in fact do not want to purchase it so um I don't know what changes from the depot sometimes to after the fact that they decide that they're not wanting that copy, but we need something, some way to hold them accountable for that. And 95% of the time, the attorneys, it's not an issue, but, you Mm -hmm. know, unfortunately for those few 5% of the times we need that on the record or um, a signed stip sheet. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I actually figured it out. Y'all, it's a very little known fact. But what happens with this five percent of the attorneys is they have they they are very loyal and they'll have their favorite pen and it'll have good ink whenever they sign that order form and then all of a sudden it runs out and th- I mean <laughs> writing that check it just ain't going to happen they have no ink in their favorite pen so that's that's just how it goes and and you will hear excuses dumber than that I guarantee you <laughs> um, but then Amy you said boutique firm and uh, and so, anyway, can you just elaborate on what you meant by boutique firm real quick for for people who don't know?
1: Well, so we're we're privately owned. Um, not a corporation. I don't have stockholders. We're we cater to we we do very little injury or family law. Um, I have a few guys I'll work for. Our main focus is administrative law and our deposition work and our hearing work. and it's, it's um there's different certs for that we're very uh when reporters start working on our type of work we we definitely um share all kinds of examples with them and and their certs and and those type of things because it's um it's through the state office of administrative hearings i have several branches around texas but it's through the legislature that form that so it's it's um it's a different the court proceedings have a judge an attorneys a lot like court regular court is but it's through the state office of administrative hearings so it's administrative hearings they are a different animal and they're treated a little differently for us and our team we have um we do worksheets and start word list on cases we build from the deposition discovery period into the hearing and we find that very helpful so we try to be very cohesive in our work and the terminology and the clients and the judges. Once you get the work down, it's repetitive. It tends to be the same experts they use um, in different permit cases. And, and so it's um, for us, it's hard. Chal- it can be hard and challenging, but it's repetitive. So once you get it down, it's it's that kind of work. But there's something out there. That's what I love about reporting is there's something out there for everyone. Um, you know, I have a good friend that's a captioner, and it really works out well for her and, and her children in school, and she really likes captioning for that. And then, um, you know, some of these court reporters really like this administrative law because it's very structured and it's the same thing, and they know the work. And then for others, it's yeah, I mean, it's a little drive, but it's it's uh, it can be interesting too at times. And then, you know, for some reporters, they just they really enjoy the smaller depot injury cases and then some people don't mind or find interesting the family law and um, my you know some of my reporters don't want that drama really but some reporters don't mind that so I think there's something out there for everyone and you just kind of have to when when you start shadowing and really uh, following reporters in in deposition and different work and hearings you'll You'll find out. We we found this student who became certified, and she really likes this work. She did eminent domain work as a paralegal, so she's kind of administrative. Works in in it's a alley. So it's it's you've really picked a great profession to find something. There's a there's multiple flavors out there, and um, lots of different kinds of work. And um, I think Kimberly did a great job of being organized is key to this work and being prepared, it will help build your confidence. And then also um, really going to conventions and meeting with other court reporters and um, finding uh, mentors and and then continuing to to shadow and there's always something to learn, and you'll have a lot to learn in your first couple of years. And then you'll really build yourself up. And if you want to hit hard and do dailies and expedited work, and but also Kimberly will probably tell you she appreciates the workers, the court reporters that will take, they're not always looking for the sweet prime job. They're willing to take some of the, I mean, a court reporting firm stays in business by taking all kinds of work, little and big. It's and so. If you're a reporter that's willing to to take, you know, the, the all kinds of work, then that court reporting firm is really going to want to work with you and reward you too when the great jobs come along because you you've proven yourself to them. So,
0: yeah, and I'll jump in and say that I do. A, I do about this much video work. Um, whenever my mom, who owns a place, twists my arm and says that you know I, I have to, I love the divorce cases. They are by far the most exciting because you'll either see the best people at, at their worst behavior, or you will see the work like wait the worst people at their best behavior, or the best people on their worst behavior. It is it is always a very fun, exciting journey that you will go through on on a divorce case. It just gets a little heated, and that's the. And that's whenever I'm happy, I'm just back there at the back, and and the court reporter is uh, throwing books at people. Um, But anyway, okay, let's dive right in here. Um, I wanted to share my screen, and that is not the screen I wanted to share quite yet. So, whenever we get y'all started here, we have an onboarding packet. and I was really nice and I actually renamed this one. It says quarter co-example. It used to say baby reporter. So I'll just go ahead and confess that that's the same exact terminology that we use here. Um, and it's, it's not condescending at all. We, we love you. And you're like a brand new baby and you can't do anything wrong. Um, and so uh, here is, here's what you'll see whenever you first get it. Um, here is what happens whenever you give a business student a blank check. Um, so like I said, my mom owns this place, Mel runs the place and I find out how to spend all the money they make. Um, but anyway, I, I am really big into knowing what people's strengths are and then leading, uh, to fit them. Um, so I will tell y'all that the way that I interact and talk to the different reporters and the different, uh, you know, even people around here. Um, non-reporters, videographers, and staff is different because we all have different strengths and we all have different things that we will be good at and understand. And sometimes we don't understand other things. Uh, Turns out, I'll just go ahead and give you all a little cheat code. Uh, Well, not a cheat code that you can take it because that's an expensive test. But um, uh, I will tell you that every single reporter who has ever taken this test scores redonk high in the responsibility category, every single reporter is super responsible, and I will I will definitely agree with that. Um, it is a, a, a trait that I don't have, but I have a great amount of respect for court reporters because y'all do, y'all take such a, a pride in y'all's work, and y'all feel that responsibility that every single word is going to be correct because it's, you're, you know, you're on display and you're being, you're representing yourself um, with every transcript that you put out. Um, I also am very proud of our mission statement. And so I make sure to state that right at the very beginning so that everybody knows it. Um, but then we get into more of the fun, uh, well, I don't know. I, I like the business stuff. So I think that's the most fun page, but, uh, we all have our contact information. And I, I think that, that is very important too, is just knowing who the, the people in the office are, and, and specifically, who is going to apply to you? So um, having the owner's contact information, the owner's cell phone, which I guess now all of you have, um, and then a, a, you know, a student who's going through it, um, somebody who, um, well, and this is my brother, by the way, um, but he is like a brief genius. And so he's going through um, school and he's just adding briefs because he videos too. That's why I don't have to do that many videos. But just as he hears terms in the depot, he is making notes of them and making briefs. And so he is a, definitely a valuable resource um, around here. I call myself the downhill guy. I, I alluded to that earlier. Um, and so if, if anybody ever has a problem with somebody, I, it'll roll downhill to me. And, uh, and I am happy to catch that and make it go away. So um, it's always important to know that your firm has your back. Um, I would say that that is possibly the most important thing um, is knowing that somebody's going to defend you and and not let you uh, be the one having to deal with attorneys who, like I said earlier, run out of ink whenever it's time to write the check. Um, And then, of course, our offices and we all talk in code around here. So these are the kind of things that we like to include in the in the packet is, you know, we're not we're not going to write out our Midland office on every single text and every single email. So we just call it OMO and OOO. And if we ever have any other offices, they'll get their own cute little abbreviation too. But then here is where it gets really applicable to y'all. And even if you never work for me, I highly recommend that you develop a similar plan, um, something that'll work for you. This is just where we, this is what I would call a good starting place. And of course, uh, all of this is editable. Um, that's why it's all in bold so I can find it and edit it real easy after I talk to you and I get to know you better and I go through your strengths finder and all of that sort of thing. Um, but just a good place to start is we like to have a senior CSR sit in on the first six jobs. Um, for the first job, that senior CSR will be writing right alongside you, just like Amy was talking about. Um, and uh, and then that way you can compare transcripts and really know, you know what you do know and what you don't know. And, and it I will tell you all this. It is it is a big mental thing. It your first job is a mental game um, because you pass that test, you've got the speed. Um, you will find out that attorneys do not talk two hundred and twenty five words a minute, um, and so you've got the speed, but the nerves are what gets you. So knowing that that senior CSR is right there next to you, writing down everything, it helps to alleviate those nerves. Um, and then here's another great uh, thing that I that I love to see all the first 10 jobs that a new reporter works on has our in-house videographers also on the job. So your first 10 jobs will be videoed. You won't be by yourself. You'll have someone who can back you up. Um, The reason I love videographers, uh, not just because I sort of am one, but uh, they usually don't mind doing the talking. And in fact, around here, I've told them all that they're doing the talking. So they will uh, do the swear or the, you know, they'll get the Zoom read-in done. If that needs to happen, they'll get the big job read-in, they'll announce on the record, and then they'll let you know it's time to swear in the witness. And so it's just a good, you know, it just again, that's one less thing to think about or worry about is like, oh, should I do the, you know, the, uh, the oath now or, or, or when? Um, so again, it's just a stress reliever. The other great thing, is that our videographers have all gone digital. Um, I actually calculated it out and we can record for 30 days straight on our equipment. Isn't that crazy? Um, But uh, our videographers still have those little signs like we did back whenever we were on VHS tapes that say one hour of tape time remaining or or not one hour, uh, (laughs) 10 minutes of tape time remaining. And so you can tell your videographer, Hey, I'm not doing this whole thing where we never take a break. Um, But, you know, maybe I get it. It's your first 10 jobs. Maybe you're not quite there yet. Maybe you're not Anacosta yet. And you don't want to be the one to speak up and stop everybody. That is exactly what a videographer is great for. They can hold up that sign. You can tell them, hey, you're going to run out of tape every hour. I'm just going to let you know. And then our videographers will whip out their little sign and they will get you that break every hour. Um, The last thing that I love for videographers to be on jobs for, is that if you have any failures with your audio or your machine or whatever, it's nice to know that you can request the videographer's audio. You know them, you can go to their office, you can get it right away. Um, And then the other thing, and this is one that nobody likes, but it's very important. Get your first job out before you go on your second. Um, And maybe Amy and Kim will come in and, and tell me I'm crazy for this one, but this one has really been great. Uh, for us around here is, again, we don't know what you don't know, and you don't know what you don't know, just like I didn't know if you heard me talking with uh, Eden earlier. I didn't know what I didn't know, Um, but whenever you go through that full process from getting scheduled to taking the job to getting the job out and then comparing and talking it over with that senior CSR, you will finally know what you need to know. Um, and that makes life so much more easy. You'll actually know what questions you have, we can talk about it. And that's the other thing is that for your first six weeks, I'm going to meet with you every single week to answer your questions. And I also have fun little speeches. Um, they, they're not as long as what I'm talking tonight. Uh, so I don't like to waste people's time. Um, but we go through the full process, all of the paperwork, we're going to discuss the mission statement and how you can uh, go above and beyond to be the catalyst that uh, we strive to be around here. And then we're going to talk about uh, tips on how, when and why to interrupt. Um, again, I, I, I hope we have time to hear just two minutes from Ana Costa here at the end, but uh, if she's nice enough to talk. But um, I do feel like that is very important to know how, when and why to interrupt. Um, worst case scenarios and how to handle them. I have got scads of stories, and I'm sure Mel does too. <laughs> scads of stories of they of times whenever things just didn't go right. And again, that's why I save it uh, for a little bit closer to the end. I put it kind of in the middle. Actually, you're 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 kind of into the process enough where you're not scared anymore, but you'll also have time to forget this uh, lesson because these aren't the norms. This is just as bad as it can be. And I like to tell these stories because. If you know what the worst possible situation is, and then I'll let you know how it all ended up, it's never that bad, you know, and and uh, and we can overcome anything as long as, you know, we know how to handle it and we know about it soon enough. Um, and then I love this one, how to manage your backlog so that you can use your time efficiently. Um, and then the last one is just a review on the topics before and, and we're going to update and talk about your progress. I'll get, and here's, I'll tell you a secret reason. The videographers here kind of know what court reporting should look like. And so they'll let me know, Hey, you know, they were talking over each other. They didn't, you know, stop them or, or whatever. I'm not going to like slap your hand or write you up or anything like that. I'll just <laughs> let you know, Hey, you, you remember that? How, when and why interrupt speech? Okay, go for it. You got this. And, and, uh, and so right, that's what that's for. And then um, I, love, I love having this wide open where everybody knows what to expect. We pay on bill out around here, um, meaning that if you take the job, um, you're gonna get paid for it. You don't have to worry about if the attorney's pen runs out of ink. So um, here's the schedule. And then everybody sees this and goes, holy moly, Brandon, you want me to work. And it's possible that I can work in November and not get paid until the next year whenever you're first starting out, we work with you to meet your budget needs. You do not have to wait two months before your first paycheck. So we work you into this schedule. And the re- and I'll tell y'all just because I know that it's a question. The reason we have this schedule is because whenever you're two months behind on, on what you're getting paid for and, and what you know about, I have a report that you'll get so that you know what your next four checks will be um, budgeting is one of the hardest things to do because some months are slow, some months are fast, sometimes you get rushes, sometimes everything is a 20-minute depot. So knowing what your budget is going to look like two months in advance is extremely helpful. Um, here is our COVID read-in um, and the process on Zoom depots. So we just have we just have some handy information for you. We have these printed and at the front of our office so that the, you know, if you're coming in, you can just grab one, fill it out, and then read it. Um, And then you don't have to write yourself while you talk, which I'm not a court reporter, but I've heard that's impossible. Um, And then we have a Zoom cheat sheet. So we have all of our Zoom links because, again, we talk in code around here. Um, So if we're VC1, here's the link, here's the meeting ID so that you have all of the information um, and you don't have to worry about texting us at 9 p.m. because your job starts at 8 a.m. Um, And then I've got just the most common things. Again, I love it whenever people print this out and, you know, hey, somebody can't hear and they want to join by phone. I've got the number to join by phone right here and then enter the meeting ID, which is right here and then press pound twice. So it's just I'm trying to, again, make this as seamless and as stress free as possible. And then we have our other. So let me click on this really quick. So in here we have all of our different forms that you'll need. So my mom uses case. And so we have already built out all of the case catalyst, uh, include, include files, Mm -hmm. yeah, include files. Um, And so you can download all of those here. Uh, My mom has gone through and written instructions on how to get those put into your software, yada, yada, yada. Um, And as we get uh, away from case, um, we will, of course, put other include files in here. And then I am a big proponent of the Remarkable tablet. And so I have got a Remarkable version, uh, a template that is downloadable to a Remarkable tablet of all of these forms. So that if you want to go paperless and you just want to carry your Remarkable tablet, you can download all of our forms and fill them out. Um, no need to create or you know uh, edit them yourself. But here's that nasty order form that you were hearing about. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's it looks complicated, but it's really not that much information. Do you want to talk about this? No, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the talker. Well, you tell me if I say anything wrong. Okay. Okay, so um, you just fill in the date, you put your witness names. Okay, notice it says witnesses, so you'll need to know each witness. And then the reason that we have read and sign or wave here, and you've sort of heard about this, but that original will go to the witness for signature. They also have the ability to waive that, and so uh, Mel here, it makes her job a lot easier whenever we know what the witness name is and we know whether or not they waived it. Cause we've got a, uh, default to that. They want to read and sign it. And then they get it and they're like, why did you send this to me? I wanted to wait, <laughs> you know, big convoluted mess. Um, and then here is that Texas rules of procedure versus federal. That way we know, uh, all of that. What does that change? Does that change anything?
2: Just, uh, days they get to return the signature, okay. the depo back to us.
0: Yes. and, and, I Mel has a sticky note and I love that (laughs) sticky note because people will ask how many days do I have to turn in my job? And I never remember if it's 20 days or 30 days or or whatever. But um
2: Texas is 20, Federals 30.
0: Awesome. Yeah. And then here is attorney number one. And so you'll just put in here that uh, you know, here's you you hand this to them. So you'll hand this to them, and so you fill this the top part out, all of the witness information, whether they're reading or signing and all of that stuff, and then you hand it to them, and then they will check the box next to what format they want, whether they want a copy or not, if they want a video or not, and then they will sign for it, and now I've got them. Uh, Once they sign, it's not your problem anymore to worry about. (laughs) You just made money, Um, and then here is the billing form. Uh, So, this is, it's, just, I mean, it is we like to keep it simple around here. So just copy and paste this into an email and then uh fill out the information so that Mel can print this out and get the job uh done. So we already talked about the 0 and one. This would be the taking attorney, and then the copies are billed to, and you just write out their names. Uh it's nice to know how many pages it is so that we can double check and make sure we've got the whole file. Um And then uh, if there were any exhibits, um, if there was an outside videographer or interpreter, all of this will change how we bill. And so it's very important to fill out every single blank on here because you wanna be reimbursed for your hotel. You wanna be reimbursed for your mileage. By the way, those are tax-free. And then uh, if it's expedited, if they want any uh, roughs or real time, If you sat around and waited, and let me go ahead and just head something off that bugs me and Mel. (laughs) If if you put on there five minutes of waiting time, we are going to ignore you so fast (laughs) because that is ridiculous. If, If somebody is running five minutes late, I would hope that if you were running five minutes late, that the attorneys would understand and not lose their mind. So we try to be the same way once it crosses the 15 minute mark or the 30 minute mark it's it's reasonable at that point but don't bill 2 minutes of waiting time or or even 5 minutes of waiting time that's like what a dollar maybe not it that. not even yeah i'm not putting a line item on the invoice for 20 cents <laughs> um 20 cents of waiting time if it's a new mexico case that just again we We're right here in Texas, so if you cross the border into New Mexico, we need to know if it's a New Mexico case. Um, And then if it's a Saturday, Sunday job or if you went past five, again, if you got off the record at 505, please be understanding they did their best. Um, And then if they want a hard copy of the depositions or exhibits and if yes, which attorney, because we are different, we default to uh, electronic copies. And so we just assume that they don't want paper. So you need to ask them and then let us know if they actually do want a paper copy. And we still print quite a few. But Yeah,
2: and I always print the original.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. And the original always does get printed. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, if, you, if you get this, you'll get to see my rate sheet. I will not put it up right now. Um, here is the W-9. This is mostly just so I don't forget about it. The direct deposit form also so I don't forget about it. And then last, but certainly not least, let me check time. Ooh, I'm doing terrible. This is the exhibit worksheet. I'm going to fly through this. Um, basically, just fill out whether or not you had exhibits or not, what they were, and uh, and it just helps us know how to produce the job. So really quick, I just for anybody who has to go, um, here are the upcoming events. So we've got uh, on October 13th, or oops, um on November 7th, we're doing that one right now. You're here. Um, on November 17th, we've got items in your cart, and that is the tech you need for carton captioning. Um, Miss St- uh Tess Stevenson is gonna come present that one for us in December. Uh on December 8th, we've got It's Official, How to Succeed in the Courtroom. And Melanie Ariel, the past president of TCRA, is gonna come speak and, and tell us about her experiences as an official and let you know how to uh, do a great job. And then In January, and this one will be visible after tonight, um, but in January, we've got Comedy of Errors, where test graders explain the most common mistakes made on on tests, and hopefully we'll give you some tips on how to avoid those, Um, and then I have got a poll. I'm logged in on another device. Your polling session is inactive. I'm just kidding. I don't have a poll, Um, and uh, let's see. uh, Before I turn it loose, open to questions, and dismiss. Kimberly or Amy, did you have anything left to say? No? All good? Well, thank you so much, Kimberly. Thank you so much, Amy, and thank you, Mel. Mel is the brain. She's the one who told me all of this, uh, but I, I twisted her arm and made her sit next to me tonight, um, but if y'all have any questions, I, I'm happy to stick around. I know that anyone with uh, temple needs to stay, um, and uh, Melanie is going to help me um, with y'all's attendance and stuff like that. Um, but otherwise, we're officially dismissed, and I'm gonna stop the recording.